0: I was just like, it's time. And I quit in uh, 2018 fully. And then that went horribly. Oh my God, that went so bad. I made just the
1: most egregious indie hacker error that anyone could make, which is I just didn't charge for it. Hello and welcome back to Indie Bites, the podcast where I bring you stories of fellow indie hackers in 15 minutes or less. Today, I'm joined by Andrew Camp, who is the founder of Better Sheets, a platform of tools and tutorials to get better at using Google Sheets. That's done well over 200k in revenue since he launched it in 2020. Now, Andrew started out working as a tech on cruise ships before moving to LA to work in the film industry, which is where he gained all of his Google Sheets prowess. From here, he's had a meandering life journey, working while traveling in Southeast Asia, starting and selling an influencer newsletter, writing a book about charging, and even launching a SaaS. I wanted to take a quick moment to thank my long-term sponsor, Email Octopus, and tell you a little bit about them. Email Octopus are an indie email marketing platform built to support other small growing businesses like yours. They are focused on affordability and ease of use, which is perfect when you're starting out as a bootstrapper. Email Octopus contains all of the features you need to reach and grow your audience. You can start today without paying a single penny on their free plan, where you can contact generously up to 2,500 subscribers. To try out Email Octopus, head to emailoctopus.com or hit the link in the show notes. Now, Andrew has done so much throughout his Indie Hacker journey, I couldn't fit everything into this 15-minute episode, so I've uploaded a 15-minute version of this chat to the Indie Bites membership, which I've linked in the show notes. We pick up my conversation talking about his time working in LA in the TV and film industry.
0: Yeah, I've almost always had side projects, side hustles. Uh, I worked as a PA, I moved to Los Angeles, worked as the lowest possible job, and uh learned that they needed to do uh, something in Google Sheets. Where we're using Google Sheets. And I learned how to write app script. In two weeks, I wrote one script, and then I ended up having the job of, for five years of, oh, I'm the Google Sheets guy at this office. While I was working there, I started a newsletter, Influence Weekly, about the influencer marketing industry. That was just going so well, and I really wanted to focus on building a product out of that instead of just a newsletter. And I was just like, it's time. And I quit in uh, 2018 fully. And then that went horribly. I should not have done that why do you think you shouldn't have done that because it just went so bad like it felt so good to to go from like nights and weekends on a thing and you have these like plans of like if i had the time to do this thing i would do this thing and then when you have the time you do the thing and it sucks and like oh i shouldn't have done this thing or i should have just done it on nights and weekends and been very happy to have a job in the industry
1: Yeah, this is something that I think a lot of people want to do. They they want to make that jump from I'm working at a job or I'm contracting and I want to leave and I want to go all in on my thing because I need more time to spend on it. That is the thing. Time is what is going to make this successful. So with your products at the time, were you earning money from it on the side to the point where you thought, actually, if I spend more time on this, I can do more of the stuff that will earn more money? Or was it just... Need to leave your job.
0: So two answers to that. One, the newsletter was making one thousand to two thousand dollars a month, but then the product that I made, I made just the most egregious indie hacker error that anyone could make, which is I just didn't charge for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's hard to make make money that. And then you wrote a book right for yourself, which you then called charge. Yeah. Um, it's- <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was burned by charging and I saw other people making the same exact mistake. I saw people thinking that, oh, I will charge when it is validated. I will validate it first and then charge for it. I was like, no, that's not how it works. Wrong way
1: around. (laughs) Like,
0: you'll know within days. (laughs) Like, you don't have to wait months. You don't have to build something on the side and hope, 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 hope. Build something in two weeks, charge for it. And if nobody buys it, make another thing in the next two weeks. Like, you do not have to wait build a product for three years and hope.
1: Yeah. So you you ended up selling that newsletter, right? You you built it to seven, seven and a half thousand subscribers and then you sold it. Why didn't you push it on further? What made you come to the decision of selling that and then what do you do after?
0: Yeah, this is this is sort of hard to describe succinctly. The newsletter was growing consistently. I had new and interesting ways to get more subscribers that were High quality subscribers. I tried Facebook ads; it worked. I tried content marketing; it worked. Sort of everything I, I did try worked at some level. Then I wanted to really move it into from a newsletter into a you know you know TechCrunch right, and then there's Crunchbase and Crunchbase is the database from TechCrunch. So I saw that and I was like, I'm going to do exactly that. I'm going to take Influence Weekly and create Influence Directory the crunch base for Influence Weekly. I was like, this is a proven concept going to work. And I just had this self-limiting mindset that I don't think I'm capable of growing this anymore. I think the true way that this is going to grow is through aggressive pay-per-click ads. I think this should be growing way faster. I had grown it in about two and a half years to 7,500 subscribers. The exact same time, literally someone came out of the woodwork and Twitter DM someone else, a friend of mine and was like, do you own the influence weekly? And he was like, I don't, but I know the person who does. And then got in touch with me and, and was like, are you interested in selling? Like, actually, I literally, the first correspondent was like, no, do you want to partner on this? I have this big plan. I'm like, "Ooh, I'm, I'm going to do this, these things and this thing and this, I got these big plans. And then they're like, that's going to be a longer conversation. I was like, okay, I'll sell. Do. I had already started Better Sheets, but like I, I had uh, put a, a little bit of investment money into a little property for Airbnb, and that didn't work out very well because of COVID. <laughs> so I was in a little bit of a crunch. That cash was good uh, at the time, too.
1: So we sort of made it up to Better Sheets, which I guess is your main thing now. You've got a bunch of other projects that you've done as well, Andrew. You're a typical indie hacker, firing stuff out left, right and centre. But Better Sheets is interesting because you've sort of taken all of the stuff that you learned when you are in the production company and turned it into a business. So talk to me about the conception of Better Sheets and why that sort of turned into the thing you do full-time now.
0: How it started was... So fast and so quick and such a fly by night operation kind of thing. So I was at the moment in, from the end of 2019 until the end of 2020 for about one year, I was working with a partner on trying to build a SaaS. We ended up building this thing. We call it, called it hype letter. It was newsletter advertisement sales, but you could book a newsletter ad as, as easily as booking a Calendly. We built the thing. It worked, but during that process. It was quite a long time and a lot of iterations. And it was just at that moment, I had given all of the work that I had done for this hype layer thing to my co founder, who was the CTO. And he was like, okay, I'll take it over now and I'll build the MVP version. I'll build the first version. And I waited. I sat on my thumb. Like I was just waiting. So I said, well, what is the feeling that I have? I want to launch something. I want to make something that somebody will use. And so literally I gave myself a challenge. I said, I'm going to make a thing in 24 hours and I'm going to launch it. It's not something I have to keep building, like have to, I can stop it at any time. I can, if I stop it, the people who have it won't be, won't suffer. So that co-founder individual, actually, Anthony, we, we would share Google sheets. I would make a Google sheet and share it with him. And he was like, this is crazy. Your, your sheets look very different. He was one of the first people that mentioned like your Google Sheets look different. And this was years after I had quit doing Google Sheets for the company I worked at. So I was like, oh, so there is some outside external validation. The company I used to work at, I did Google Sheets all the time. I built models. I, I've done this. I, I know AppScript. Script. Other people outside that company validated the fact that I make Google Sheets in a different way. And I thought, do you know Dribbble? I was, There's no Dribbble for Google Sheets. If I wanted to just like see a good Google Sheet, I I don't know where to look. Right? Like there's no database of like cool sheets to see. There's no inspiration. I just want to see the best Google Sheets ever made and be able to use that to like inspire me to make better Google Sheets. That's why it's called better sheets. And then when I built it, it was it ended up being just eight videos, four behind a paywall and four for free, of me just explaining. Better practices. I, I literally started working on it on a Friday, made a card, gumroad for pay, payment, loom videos, and launched it on Saturday. Didn't get a sale until Monday.
1: <laughs> so, Andrew, how did you start making your living through Better Sheets and start to carve out this Google Sheets empire for you where you're now spending all of your time on this rather than what you were doing before and sort of hacking away?
0: Yeah. I did not think that I would do Google Sheets again professionally. I didn't think that this would actually be a popular thing. I thought if it was a side project and it sold 10 a month, I'd be happy for the next couple of years. I had priced it at a very strange in a strange way. I started at uh, $19 and I'll never charge you again. At that moment it was just perfect. What it did end up doing is giving me the sanctity of the good feeling that I could stop working on it at any moment, that what people got is what they bought. And so if I kept adding to it, two thumbs up. But if I stopped adding to it, they would still have the value that they bought. And I didn't invent this in any way whatsoever. I also had a very good example with MakerPad, Ben Tossel. He started MakerPad with exactly that same intention, and he wrote about it. So I read that and I was like, I agree 100% with what his sentiment was. And then I also saw him be very successful with that exact business model and he kept raising the price. And so for the last three years, I just keep raising the price. Right now it's $199 for a lifetime deal. I still also now have a $19 a month offer, but it also has, I started with eight videos. Now I have 340 plus five Google Sheet add-ons plus 12 other tools, templates, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing.
1: And uh, do you share sort of numbers of how much you, you've made or you're making through, through BetterSheets?
0: Yeah, in the first month, I made like $390. Then after that, I ended up getting on the AppSumo marketplace and getting over the l- first year about a 1,000 new uh, customers. Now, after... Three years, I successfully had top-line revenue of $200,000 over the course oh, of congrats, the last three man. years. That's Thank awesome.
1: You. Now, Andrew, I want to round off on one thing, and this is the thing we talked about in DMs, which is now you've branded yourself so well as the Google Sheets guy. You go, it's Google Sheets everywhere. You go to your profile. You know you're going to learn about Google Sheets, and you've seen this trend with a lot of people becoming the guy or, like, niching down into something. And you said... I actually, for two years, beginning Better Sheets, did not want to be a Google Sheet guru or the Google Sheets guy. I did not want my gravestone to read, (laughs) here lies that Google Sheets guy. So what changed? Why have you sort of made that change for yourself?
0: Yeah, I said that a lot too, by the way, to a lot of friends and a lot of family. For three years, I was actively trying not to do Better Sheets. And during this whole time, it's on the AppSumo marketplace and people just keep buying it like it would be one thing if people just bought it and then done but part of better sheets is that i would say email me anytime and so i had this policy ask me anything and people loved it they would email me a question and i would email them back a video their question would become the topic of a video and i'd make that part of better sheets and it just kept happening I, i'd go like Over the weekend, I would just keep making better sheet videos because people would email me and ask me questions. And it just kept happening. And I was like, this is going away. Like, it's not that I want it to go away. I I actively do want it to be a part of my life. But I'm like, I just don't want to be this full time, should I? But then I made amends. I accepted. I went through all seven stages of grief.
1: (laughs) Now, Andrew, we're coming towards the end of our slot, and I end every episode on three recommendations, a book, a podcast, an indie hacker, entrepreneur.
0: Okay, so let me just tell you the book that I just read, because it absolutely is an absolute banger, lying for money. It's about fraud. It was the funniest book I've read in a while about financial fraud. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but the one that I happen to not miss now is Cal Newport. I have so many friends who are indie hackers and entrepreneurs. I'll shout out to all of my HackerGoo members. That includes John Yongfook, that includes Jenny Postma, James Potter, and the couple James and Danielle from Leave Me Alone. They are now living on a boat and coding.
1: Cool. Well, Andrew, great recommendation. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of IndieBytes.
0: Thank you for
1: having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Indie Bites. To show your support for the show, I'd appreciate you checking out our sponsor, email Octopus, and subscribe to my newsletter, The Indie Byte. All links are in the show notes as usual. See you in the next episode.